and welcome back to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture podcast, a pop culture Oscar cast, a pop culture Oscar cast, uh, an Academy a podcast awards, a, a Gold Derby read along cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brought to you by uh, the little gold men that could. Mm-hmm. Chugging but along. Not to be confused with the little gold scoot that could. Oh, no. Yeah, not that not, guy. Not that. Pictured behind you. No, that guy, the fucking, the Academy yeah. could never. That was that was Central Florida's biggest night. Mm-hmm. Today is uh, not Hollywood's biggest night for the not Academy Awards. Predicting the Oscars, folks. The 95th Oscars. The 95th Academy Awards. Locking in our picks. An annual tradition. We're here. Welcome. My name's Ernest. My name is 95th Annual Hunter. And I'm Drew. 95's a big one, guys. Where were you guys 95 years ago? Dead. We're, uh, I don't know. I think you had just started your watch through of every Best Picture winner. Yeah, I was there the first night. It wasn't televised. They were giving out two, two awards back then in my day. Two Best Pictures. We've arrived at the end of the awards season at the end of our fantasy film league. Mm-hmm. It's coming down to the wire in a yeah. way that it did not last year. Should we give like a little, a little, uh, a, a brief update for the listeners? For yeah. Let me, uh, a list that we have, uh, <laughs> a contest that we have alluded to for the last year without actually an, giving live updates. We did an ep when we first drafted the, uh, the picks to kind of go through what everyone had. And that was about a year ago, mm-hmm. roughly. And now we're nearing the end. Uh, and in the lead is your wife, Gaia. My wife. 390 points. Of that, how much is Top Gun Maverick? Um, let's see. Top Gun has 269 points. Uh, in second place is Drew with 371.25. Mm-hmm. Most of my picks for Oscar winners are going to be women talking yeah. and... She said, You're trying to game the mm-hmm, system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, d- you were yesterday was a big day for you, Drew. We should tell the people that. The women be talking. International Women's Day. You know what I did? I didn't wish a single woman International mm-hmm. Women's Day because I just wanted to listen mm-hmm. to you, other people yeah. tell women happy I, International I wanted Women's to hear day. them tell me that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, the today the Tulkun are talking. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's who's talking on my team. Yeah. And not with words. With subtitles. Mm-hmm, with papyrus subtitles. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, third place is Hunter. Um, 371.05. So, and we should say, I am. I thought that I was dead in the water given that two of my five picks are Delayed. not coming out this year. Yeah, Killers of the Flower it's, Moon and um, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Next Goal Wins. Next Goal Wins. Uh, so really just shout out, shout out to the Pandoran people for making this happen and the king and of course mama which he honestly if anything oh, i was gonna, talking about pie can but yes oh yeah, yeah. um uh, mama mama's gonna be the one that's gonna bring me across the finish line mama oh <laughs> oh women why you gotta be so mean I really need you to s- show up in full getup. Oh, oh, get ready! Be- I'm gonna be dazzled. I'm gonna be third act Elvis coming up to the Oscar. <laughs> That's gonna be me at the end of the Oscar party, just like sweaty and yeah. bloated, <laughs> greasy. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's the standings right now. It's it's gonna come down to the wire. We'll see what happens. I think Hunter, you you have a shot this weekend of pulling out an upset. If if, if Elvis wins enough Oscars, if Elvis comes through, there's yeah. a chance because Top Gun, um, like I predicted months ago, Paramount is very bad at playing this game, uh, right. and therefore it's it's it, 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 kind it of depends. The it'll come down to how many Oscars. Top Gun loses. Mm-hmm. How many Oscars Tar can win? Which Tar Drew has. and women talking. Yeah, and women talking, of course. And then Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Um, it things were looking really great for me for a while, and then everything everywhere just started eating up awards. Yeah, and none of us were able to draft that. It came out by the time that we it, drafted. We made the call not to draft it. Yeah, which at the time didn't seem like that big of a deal because it had just come out in limited release. It wasn't even wide whenever we first did our draft if i remember correctly but it was kind of one of those things where it's like oh that's charming it'll win like a spirit award it or something like that one nomination like it was like oh man i hope it gets a, an editing nomination that'd be so cool yeah. and i like we can't like overstate i know we don't talk about the oscars regularly on the show but like how weird this is that everything everywhere a movie with fucking rakakuni and with hot dog fingers is like a runaway favorite to yeah. dom not only just win best picture but to win like Multiple. 10 11 oscars mm-hmm. well it's not weird if you're adam right yeah he called it called a shot immediately yeah and we were pod. like no way he must he what did he know yeah i mean i was I was on the camp for a while of Top Gun being able to sneak in there because it's just it's this is going to be a a really great Oscars in which the nominees and winners line up with not only the most popular movies, but also like the best movies Mm -hmm. like that. I feel like it's been forever since that has happened where you look at the nominees and it's like, yeah, they got it. They nailed it. Yeah, they picked the biggest movies, the most seen movies, and actually like the best movies of the year. And obviously you're going to have people that from all angles be like, well, actually um, um, everything everywhere is a piece of garbage and they didn't nominate blah, 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 blah. So whatever, you know? Yeah. For the most part, I think they nailed it this year. It is a great, great set of nominees. And yeah, I was thinking that everything everywhere was going to prove to be a bit too weird. And as we're nearing the end of the of the award season, all these guilds have given out their awards, all these other award shows. It is dominating. Yeah. It is set mm-hmm. to win big time so this weekend. It won the Screen Actors Guild Award. It won the Writers Guild. It won the Directors Guild. It won the Producers Guild. Yeah. Um, and this has led many people to ask, will Hollywood's biggest night end with a millennial moment? <laughs> it's going to end with an epic bacon moment. Yeah. Um, the multiverse I, is here, folks. It's here to stay. No, but I will say, speaking to being, the nominees, being kind overall, of sad is actually okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I joke. That movie rocks. Um, if if you can't live with that movie being a little corny, grow up. It's it's still. I think that's one of the reasons why it works so well, even to like older audiences who probably can't wrap their head around like the sci-fi multiversal aspects. So at the end of the day, it's just like a family story about like what this immigrant lifestyle is and like kind of the pressures that you put on your children and trying to come together despite some of that friction that you put together like at the end of the day it is a pretty old school story it's just enveloped in this layer of like anime influence and really like weird online reddit brain which is 
kind of one of the reasons why if there's been any backlash, weirdly, it hasn't been backlash to the movie itself. It's been backlash to the culture and to right. like the fans of it, which the fans of it suck. It, it, it teeters on like Rick and Morty fandom of. Yeah, but like it's, it's I I feel like that's just a very like brain dead Internet thing. Like yeah, if you talk to people like in, in the real world, they're either going to be like that movie was great or. Uh, maybe I need to see that again. I, I don't know why it didn't click with me. They're not going to be like, holy shit, that was the best fucking movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. Or that was piece of garbage yeah. bullshit. I've heard worthless. more of the former. If anything, I've heard people be just like, that was unbelievable. Like I've never yeah. seen a movie like that before. And honestly, I have never seen a movie quite like that before. Whenever we were yeah. leaving the theater, like that was one of the things that we talked about was like, the pace of that movie is like it has a Gen Z pace right. to it. It has like a TikTok brain editing style to it, which I thought people would not vibe yeah, with because old. of how crazy well, I, fast I, it moves. I think that the universality of it, I, I think that that annoys a lot of like movie folk. Because yeah. It's, it reminds me of like, I've, I've noticed this phenomenon because I follow a lot of people on Twitter who skate and like they don't post skate stuff, but like they like it. So it ends up in my feed. And anytime that like someone doing some really flashy trick goes viral, every person in the skate community is like, this is trash. Yeah. Like this, this is dog shit. <laughs> if it's popular, like, it's bad. Yeah. Well, it's just like, it looks good to me, but like, oh, if you actually know a lot about blah, blah, blah you'll realize that this is, he's actually just yeah. doing something, you know, like it, it I don't know. I, I feel like it's a very, it's a normal response if you're protective over something and feel like you need to know the most about it. Right. Um, and to just, just be a detractor. Yeah, it just means that you're kind of a baby. Right. Because <laughs> there's some people out there that, you know, they it's I think sometimes it's a natural human thing to to feel weird if you're suddenly in the consensus if suddenly you find yourself in the majority, right? Like this movie has been embraced yeah. by so many people, and there's gonna be people out there that are like, wait, wait a second. I that doesn't feel right. Like I need to. I need to be different. And like yeah, I need to be more it, unique. Right. Exactly. And it's, and it's like, it's also like, you know, the, the polarity thing of like, it's, you know, if everyone else loves it, then that means I have to hate it to balance yeah. it out <laughs> versus like, like it I, has enough. Love. Yeah. It's not my number one movie of last year, but it's really good. It's great. It's like, well, it also, it, this, that in particular just made like a really weird year for the Oscars because I, I, we talked about this before. I know I talked about it a lot whenever I was kind of going through the, uh, my Oscar watch through is that if you look back in history, there's always this like false, dueling narratives plot yeah. that's going on where it's like you're either a shape of water guy or you're a three billboards guy you're either a 1917 guy or you're a parasite guy and this year it's kind of just like it's you're an everything everywhere all at once guy or you're like scattered it's like like there was never yeah, fablements one, top nothing gun, yeah nobody banshees. i think the, part of it is just like a weird movie year that we kind of talked about before that like Nobody threw their weight behind something like Fablements to be like the old school, right. old fashioned uh, competitor against everything ever all at once. And I think part of that is because there is like a Fablements. There's also like an Elvis, which represents a classic type of Oscar movie. There's also Tar, which represents like the kind of auteur classic Oscar campaign winner. And then you have like the all quiet on the Western front as like the, the big international feature. Yeah. So like nobody ever really threw their weight behind one central competitor. And out of that, everything everywhere all at once is just yeah. going to dominate. It's well, just going to rise. I to the think top. it's also just underestimated. And I think, 
I think I was victim of this too, just kind of underestimating just how much people love this movie. Like it's mm-hmm. just, it, it, if anything has been proven by this award cycle is that even the weirdest fucking movies from the guys that did the farting corpse movie could be widely yeah. embraced. And I just did not expect that to happen. And there was always a voice in the back of my head saying like, no, there's got to be, there's going to be something else that comes through. That's the more conventional mm-hmm. pick. And no, we're in, we're in a world yeah. where the pick is, it, it felt like the weird pick, but it turns out it's not that weird. <laughs> well, it turns out everyone seems to be on board with it. It's, I mean, it is still like, it's the weird and like, it's, it's traditional and untraditional at the same time. Like, I think that people have gotten kind of bored with it. I mean, not like awards voters or anything like that. And I'm saying this, this was my second favorite movie of the year last year. I fucking love this movie. But like, I think that this movie is still so important and is such an amazing and refreshing and exciting yeah. change for the Academy that this is winning because that means that opens up this whole thing where it's like, not only are we embracing stories about, minorities and giving people voices that nor- didn't normally ever have the chance to tell these stories on a big stage where it garnered awards consideration. It's also a big genre movie. This is a sci-fi movie. There's like no sci-fi movies in the entire history of Academy Award winners. Like this That's is bringing point. in all these kind of different specs of uh, movie making that have just been grossly underrepresented for yeah. the history of the 95 years of the Academy Dude. Awards. And now we're actually like, it's so exciting that something like this is winning. I, I can't wait to see where the Academy well, goes let's to next. Not, let's not jinx it yet. If it wins. If it wins. Do we think that it could go down in history as like as much of a sea change in the Oscars as something like Midnight, Midnight Cowboy? Because that's a movie that's talked about a lot is like demarcating yeah. an era, a shift in the well, era. I think so because in it like in history, you know, we might look back on it as like the real like you know old Hollywood's welcome party for A twenty four. Yeah, I that's a big thing. Is the A twenty four is remember we literally made a bit on the Wabamis of like the most A twenty four movie not made by A twenty four because that represented a very specific type of movie. Yeah. It represented like the oh like the like auteur film that's made for like two million dollars and it makes like seven million dollars and just like that kind of thing. Not a best picture mm-hmm. front runner. Um, I think that I don't think this will be as big as something like, um, Midnight Cowboy or even something like Parasite. Things were so different back then. Well, yeah, mostly because I like everything everywhere is going to win more than likely. And like, I think a lot of people will care on Twitter the next day, but people aren't going to be watching the show like that. The Academy Awards just don't really matter as much as I don't know, man. Um, tell that to my film podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Top right. Top Gun's nominated. Uh, you know, Avatar. The, Avatar. The slap will you know people will have like oh the bits are gonna be so bad will there be another <laughs> oh man. yeah exactly people will watch just to see okay i will say just real quick about these nominees um this is one of the best slates that we've had in years mostly because the floor is so high on these is the worst movie on here um elvis yeah, and and I still enjoyed and that Elvis movie. And Elvis was—I mean, I had a blast watching. Actually, I—I'd I'd um, say that the worst movie is uh, *Night Ride*, the live-action short. Oh, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. So you're just gonna spoil my pick then? In for, terms of oh. like the whole slate, oh, right, right, the right, entire right. slate. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, if we're bringing that in, then I should bring up that Bardo and the Whale are nominated for f- 
for films for for awards. For films. <laughs> they they apparently they were films. Nobody <laughs> told me this. Real quick, just just kind of a top down view of the the nominees. Uh, Everything Ever leads with eleven nominations. Um, then All Quiet on the Western Front and Banshees of Inisherin both have nine. Elvis has eight. The Fablemans has seven. Tar and Top Gun both have six. Black Panther has five. Avatar has four. And then Babylon, Batman, Triangle of Sadness, and The Whale have three. Mm -hmm. And then you got Living and Women Talking both with two. How many did Nope get? Pour one out. In a year, in a year where we're just sitting here and we're like, they really nailed it right. They still didn't nominate Babylon or Nope for Best Picture. Um, so quick, quick thought. I saw Babylon. Wait, oh, what? Oh, oh, you're just you're holding <laughs> on to this this whole time. Oh my god. So how, what's what? it like to like have also seen every film ever made and never want to How's see it another like to have movie? Seen the face of God. So, <laughs> I I didn't think that. Damien had this in him. Same. That was my take. I did not think he. This I, was a beat. That we're he done go. with movies. I we did. We did all we the did movies. It. We no can finish. It. I didn't done. love First Man uh, publicly, and well, as public as this podcast is, it's basically privately. <laughs> basically, scream that at a wall. Um, I didn't love it, and it was so dry. It was like eating fucking matzah. Um, and this was matzah ball soup. Ooh, baby. Oh my Ooh. god, dude. <laughs> It's that golden hour sequence. It though. is so good. It displays so much imagination, so much, I don't know, so much grandeur, so many, uh, a, a good sense of humor, which. Oh, it's funny as hell. Which wasn't entirely evident in the rest of his filmography. No, I think it, it I did not know that he could do funny, to be perfectly honest. It's I was just like, oh, yeah, he's just going to yeah. be a self-serious guy. That's Super fine, funny. The uh, Hello, Hello College. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, Just like destroyer performances by everybody uh Margot slaps she should have been nominated uh, every, have every been. scene in this movie I'm, she's like best actress I, I would nominate her nipple <laughs> that her nip. ice nipples <laughs> god that movie dude it's so this it's, is now a babylon podcast this is a babylon fuck the oscars <laughs> it's <laughs> so funny that it didn't get nominated for anything like of it's, course it but also like it's so funny because definitely leading up to it, people are like oh this is a movie about old hollywood this is gonna be such an oscar bait film and then damien chazelle was like fuck old Hollywood <laughs> he's like fuck show business I'm going to make a movie about how you guys are all like the worst people destroying your own art form and possibly destroying my film career in the process <laughs> I I think that it's it might be my number one movie of last year I nice. think so I I made a retro after the fact it, talking it, on our group chat it's and I so said insane. that's my number one just because it's Holy the balls shit. on Damien it's, it's just it's so oh. insane and big and funny and like I don't know I, I couldn't want much more out of a movie it rips Toby man Tobe yeah we need to add like a best cameo to the Wabamies next year or like a a best best third act edition. Yeah. <laughs> best ending also just I mean that is like the ending to end all of best endings. Poop. <laughs> oh my Incredible. God. That's that is like the the moment right at the beginning of the film where it's like you're either on board or you're off. Like we're, this we're is shitting on we're the leaving camera. the station right now. You can either hop on board or not. Um one last thing about Babylon. If Justin Hurwitz does not win best score, at least like that. I, I don't know what we're doing. Just, That's truly one of the best scores yeah. I've ever heard in my entire he's, life. He's so good at writing a little like pop refrain. No, but the, the main like the, the love refrain, you know, yeah. um, which which plays a million times in different situations. But like 
it, it's very similar to like City of Stars, yeah, you know, yes. that that type of thing. Um, he's really he's good at like just like really simple like pop progressions and just putting a cute little melody on top, yeah. which like a lot of film score people completely lose sight of the fact that like. You could just make it a catchy song. <laughs> right, right, like, right. Hans Zimmer's like, well, I have walls of sound and I'm making my own instruments. So I don't know what you're getting. Yeah, it's a, it's like we're it's, supposed to make this like diegetic. It's and just cool. I don't yeah, know. it's like it's a melody that someone could just sing in a normal song. I do. I was today earlier. Yeah. Just walking around. Um, also, uh, Diego Calva. Oh, he needs to be a movie he's star. He's a star. He cool is face. a fucking star. I hope we see more of him. Interesting face on that guy. Yeah. It's one of those gotta, things where I gotta say it in like a movie that's so star studded and so like star driven that he is out there like batting right back and forth with what Brad Pitt and what Margot Robbie are doing. Also, Brad Pitt, a lot of people have kind of shit on his performance. I think that he is so good in that movie. Like, well, I mean, he's been method acting for years, apparently, in terms of like. Uh, drinking way too much and like <laughs> throwing things, hurting yeah. people it's, that love him. Right. Did you hear? So I don't know if you read this afterwards. That apparently they originally went to Leo for the part, and Leo was like, "I just kind of did this with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, I can't do the same character again." Brad's like, "I can do this. Don't worry, don't worry, bud. I got gotcha. you." He rips. I love uh, fucking uh, Gene Smart, huh? Gene Smart's. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know she was in his there. or her speech to Brad in like the last act of the movie is gutting. Yeah, it's so. Oh, it kind of so ties into the ending. Yeah. Rory Scovel? Oh, yeah. Man, no no one guy, told me. The Count. He, I didn't want to spoil some of the, the so comedy many. heads Spike in there. Spike Jones is yeah. in there. Um, <laughs> cool ass movie. Spike Jones just going like, ah, my film, my lights. <laughs> I ruined it. So before we let's let's get into these ballots. The first thing I need oh, to real. say really urgently is that Gold Derby uh the odds that they place are super annoying. Oh, it does make sense. Like I, I was looking at Vegas Insider too. The odds that they up. place are like a lesson on like improper fractions. <laughs> Lit like you know what I mean? It's so like for example, if we're starting with best live action short, uh, an Irish goodbye is leading with seven to two odds. In second place is Le Pupille. Le Pupille. Le Pupille. With 71 to 20 odds. They could have just made it three to one odds. <laughs> like, who are they fucking kidding? Also, I know, I guess it would be 3.5 because it needs to be above seven. It needs to be below seven to two. So basically, they're making it as close to seven to two as possible. Here's the without thing. going ahead of an Irish goodbye. And they do that in every single category. They will have. You just don't have to do that. Is the thing they don't have to do that because it's because what matters is like the places. They, if they think that it's this much of a deadlock, and also the distance between first and last in any given category is really close. Well, again, it just looks far away. That's the thing that is like the most the most frustrating. Where it's just like ah oh, yeah, everything everywhere all at once, six to one odds to win Best Picture. It's like actually. I guess if you're looking at like every movie that came out this year and just like put them on a graph together, I guess so. But in the context of this, it's like, no, that's like a minus 700 favorite. It's like that's like, like a huge yeah. favorite. Like if point. a real odds maker was like, cool, you want to bet on best documentary short? You have five options. The most likely option is 17 to five. So like, <laughs> that's like 3.4 to one. Uh, this the is least likely option is nine to two. That is 4.5 to one. So that is not enough distance between first and last. Why? Uh, because I, this is like a thing. I think that not exactly like this, but I think that this is how like uh, the Brits and how English 
look at sports books and stuff like that is by fractions, which is an insane thing that like breaks my brain looking at fucking Brits. Why man. don't we just bring in like normal, like have an odds maker come in? It's just like, ah, it's minus two fifty. This one's plus three twenty five. This one's plus four seventy five. Then it's like, okay, I can wrap my head around that. It's just if you're gonna do seventy one to twenty or and seven to two and then seventy one to twenty, grow up. You're you're fucking stupid. Before we get into the ballots, mm. there's one little piece of trivia uh that I wanted to ask you guys. Okay? okay. So Top Gun Maverick is nominated for Best Picture. Right. It is the fifth movie so far in the 21st century. That is both the highest grossing movie of the year and nominated for best picture. Can you guys name the other four? Avatar. Um, yeah, yeah that's Avatar. one of them. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, Return of the King. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Um, I feel it's not going to be from the last. Well, Black Panther. Joker. Wait, no, Joker wasn't Black yes. Panther. Yeah. Um, you got three. What's the what's there's one more. It's the was hardest it a winner one. or was it just nominated? Um, it did not win that okay. year. The hardest one, you say? Yeah. This oh, one. oh, was it up? No. OK. I knew up was nominated and made a fuck ton of money or Toy Story 3. That. Oh, was that nominated for best? No, picture? yeah, Toy Story Three was nominated for best picture. I don't think it was the highest grossing movie. Okay, then year. I so then it's the sixth. Okay, so Toy Story <laughs> oh, Three that was, was the I was highest like, Toy Story Three movie? was yeah yeah it, that movie made an ungodly amount. Of I money. did not. I didn't realize that was nominated for best yeah, picture. Yeah, was nominated for okay. best picture in uh, twenty ten. Okay, what, did so you there's not even fucking like look it up. Jesus Christ! <laughs> there's one, trying to make up your own one movie, and fuck There's it up. one more movie that's on this list. Um, is it first ten years? Is it in the aughts? No, it's in the tens. Oh, okay. Um, it wasn't the artist. It's a veteran director. It was nominated, didn't win. Um, how much money did the mule make? Uh, <laughs> um, you're on. You're. you're am on, I right? You're on, you're on. No, no, no. You're on to something with the mule. Eastwood. Yeah. It's true. Grit. Of, oh, oh my! Wait, he no. Grand Torino. No, 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 no. That was 06. Um, what has he even directed? Is it True Grit? That's not. That's the Coen Brothers. That is the Coen yeah. Brothers movie. Um, fuck. What is? I'm trying to think through. Number one it highest was a million grossing dollar movie baby of the was, year. Was 2010. The year it came out, a Clint Eastwood movie. It's in the 2010s. Clint Eastwood made the highest American Sniper. Yes! Oh my God, that's American right. Sniper. Fuck, you I got it, dude. American <laughs> Sniper is a movie that has lost to time. That movie made a billion dollars and was the most important thing whenever it came out. Yeah. And now no one cares bad, at all. Bad vibes. So. Awful vibes. Because what's isn't Kyle? What's his Chris name? Chris Kyle. Like, isn't he like a piece of shit? Never trust someone whose last name is Kyle. Yeah. Much hey, less, Bradley Cooper. Much less first. Has yeah. ascended since then. Mm-hmm. Good for good So, for Brad. yeah, probably Top Gun's probably the best movie out of all of those that we just named. So, good yeah, I mean, it's between that and Return of the King. Right. Oh, and, yeah, right, 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 right. But, right. I mean, Top Gun's more like singularly fun than Return of the King yeah. is. Return of the King is, I love that movie. It's, it's also like homework because it's four and a half hours if you're going to watch extended version of it. But how, how dare you? Okay. Let's get into these ballots. So we're going to lock in our picks. We're having we're having a big old Oscar party this weekend. And every year we do a pool of who can get the most categories right. 
So we're going to lock in our picks here. That was um, what determined us watching Cat in the Hat, Cat in the Hat this past year. Um, so let's do it again. Yeah. Every <laughs> Cat in the Hat round two. <laughs> Every year we have our handy dandy va- Vanity Fair ballot here. It's becoming a, a tradition. Every year we start at the bottom. Should we also do that? Sure. This year, start yeah, at the bottom, get it. these three short categories out of the way. Okay. So I actually, uh, I filled out like a preliminary ballot the other day. It's fucked up. But I might be making some changes. You actually aren't allowed to do on that. On the fly. I don't know if you could do um, that. Just kind of looking at Gold Derby, kind of looking at uh, Vegas Insider. My pick for documentary short subject is going to be The Elephant Whisperers. What do you guys got? I the th- you know I love it so much I'm going to go with it as well. <laughs> okay. You know if the more think- the more you line up the more you the less opportunities you have to you know win if we're wrong. Um the thing is that I'm also going to go with the elephant okay. whispers. Uh I normally I will say Normally, I like to see these Oscar shorts because they play at a local the art theater at the Inzian. Um, But they played while I was out of town, and now they're no longer playing at the theater. Yeah, they're so gone forever. I, you can't watch them. I, well, honestly, a lot of these you literally cannot watch. As oh. much as you Google, like they just don't exist. So uh, the Elephant Whispers, it is. Uh, live action short, I have Le Pupil. Le Pupil? Le what about pupil. you guys? I know an Irish goodbye was another one that uh, had some good. Did odds. you? You never saw any of these, Ernie? Did you? I meant to. You know, I'm an Enzian member. I just I didn't carve out the time to go. I gotta go with my heart. Um, I'm gonna go with the longest goodbye. The Irish goodbye? <laughs> no, no, no. You're gonna take the the, the Robert Altman film, The Long Goodbye. <laughs> what What are we looking at here? Oh, I'm looking at 2022. <laughs> Is that a film that came out in 2022? Uh, also yeah. a short? Yeah. So is this a sequel? The Irish Goodbye is a sequel to yeah. The Longest Goodbye? Well, because, you know, an Irish Goodbye is actually the shortest goodbye that you can give to a oh, person. Oh, so, that's... Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's like the father and the son I'm kind gonna, of situation. I think I'm going to go with Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All for, right. all, for all the categories, yeah. right? I think Roosevelt's going to For your consideration in all categories. You're like, guys, did you know that Scorsese put out a movie last year? With Leonardo DiCaprio as... <laughs> Was it was it Teddy Roosevelt or Franklin it's, it's, Roosevelt? Isn't it Teddy? It's Teddy, right? It's it's got to be Teddy. Okay, Man. if you're making a fucking FDR, Roosevelt movie, and you I'm just sorry. Have, you just have Leo just sitting in a chair the whole time, just like calling in shots. I'm like know. I'm gonna serve a third term. <laughs> wow, that was an incredible, Leo. I think. Thank you. Um, um, animated short. I uh, well, let me tell you what I'm going to take, and I'm going to go ahead and take, um, the red suitcase. Okay. All right. Yeah. Little little uh, detraction here. What are the what are the um the Vegas insider? They're pretty much all the same odds. So I just want to have a little bit of a diversity up at the top. That might be the thing that uh, ruins me picking the red suitcase, the upset pick. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with an Irish goodbye here. Animated. Okay. <laughs> so this one this one might be a, a deciding category. Oh man, how sad is it going to be if it's decided by live action short and none of us have seen any of these three things? Animated short, I have the boy, the mule, the fox, and the horse. I have the same one. Okay. I've actually it's, heard It's the mole. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the Shit. boy, the mole, the fox. And my, my inner Eastwood came out. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> 
Um, I've actually heard that this one's pretty good. Is this the uh, Netflix one? And nobody's going with uh, an ostrich told me the world is oh, no. fake and I think I believe this it. This one actually you are available to watch. It's on Apple, um, which is always a good thing. If you uh, turns out that it's a good plus to make your movies available to watch on service. Well, we have an upset by my year of dicks. Well, that last year there was an upset in this category. Okay. What was it? I don't remember. Um, the windshield wiper. Oh, that one was honestly the animated shorts last year sucked. Uh, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So those are the three short categories. Let's get into the, the, the main meat here with visual effects. Avatar, the way of water. Um, I believe in the rights of Pyacon, and I'm also taking Avatar The Way of Water. Justice for the Tulkun, the Metkayina. Didn't, didn't impress me. No, I'm joking. This has to, like, this is, I almost want to say that this is, like, the biggest lock of the night. How? It is minus, minus 1,050 on <laughs> Vegas Insider. There's more locks. There's bigger locks than that on Vegas Insider. I was, but this like, is just, how you actually do odds, This is by the way. quite literally. Yeah, exactly. It's just have you have to bet $1,000 to win $100. Yeah, have like, a that's, favorite. Gold Derby. Yeah, if Gold Derby were real, they would let us like take those odds that they're putting up. Those bullshit <laughs> You're like, oh, six odds. to one odds? Okay, bet. Yeah, it's 3.5 it. to one to take like the heavy favorite. <laughs> cool. Well, you fucking well, morons. It. All right, um, so we we all did Avatar. Yeah, I this movie is entirely visual effects. If it doesn't win visual effects, it's kind of like yeah. criminal. <laughs> It'll probably be the only Oscar it wins. Um, okay, next is Best Sound, which this one is not as much of a lock, but I am going with Top Gun Maverick. Same. I am also going to go with Top Gun Maverick. I I fe- if there is an upset here, it's going to go to All Quiet on the Western Front, and I could mama. definitely yeah. see Mama Mama could pull an upset here. <laughs> um, I could definitely see All Quiet on the Western Front just like end up like leaving the night with like five below the belt wins. Yeah, and all these technicals. Yeah, because the thing is, all these fucking international people they, they love they love their German soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, next is production design. I got Babylon, boys. How are we feeling? City we taking of stars. <laughs> Wait. Uh, not quite. I'm taking it. You're going to take Babylon? Um, this, this might be the only Oscar Babylon gets, unless it also gets score. I just feel like, you know, it's a period piece, a lot of sets. They designed productions in the production. Right. They did do it. That is a lot of production It is design. kind of a movie about production design. I just, part of me really thinks Facts. that's going to go to Elvis <laughs> here, but I, I, yeah. I, I'm going to take Babylon because I'm voting with my, like my heart. Okay. And sometimes you just have to manifest these things. And I want Babylon to put if like, if we go down, we go down together. Two Academy Awards yeah. on the, the 4k (laughs) like 25 year old like uh 24 carat uh reproduction of this film okay next is makeup and hairstyling going elvis i think it's it's definitely the most makeup and hairstyling therefore i'm also but the whale i'm going whale mode the whale is if this this is one of the ones technically the whale is the most right that is true. Pound for pound. This is one of the ones that... I thought Brendan just looks like that now. Early on in the night, we could see how strong Elvis is if it loses this category. If Elvis wins makeup and hairstyling and production design, like, as, like, two of the first 
three or four right. Oscars that are given out, then that could be like a oof. Go yeah. ahead and get Austin Butler ready out there to right. get full Elvis. He's right. going to be helping women, old women up on stage. Because here's the thing. We're, we're going to get into this in, in a little bit, but uh, three of the four acting categories are in pretty intense competition, which mm -hmm. is going to make this a, a fun show. But if the whale wins makeup, that makes the best actor race even more of a toss up. So I'm going Elvis, but we'll see. All right. Editing. Um, editing, I think is tough because some of the precursor awards have been a little bit all over the place with this one. I think Elvis picked up one. I think Top Gun picked up another one, but I think I'm going to go with everything everywhere all at once. I'm going with everything everywhere all at once. Okay. So am I. It's, I think it's a kind of a shame that tar isn't being more seriously considered for this. Yeah. I think the editing is incredible. Uh, the, tar, the editing's so good in that movie, but I think that <laughs> this is almost, I'm saying this not as a negative against uh, everything everywhere, but as a negative against the editing community at the Academy Awards. Um, most of the time, the most editing is what gets nominated. Please see Bohemian Rhapsody winning yeah. a Best Editing Oscar at the Academy Awards. The movie that is like, literally, that movie's edited to shit. Like, that movie is fucking unwatchable with how bad some of the cuts are and some of the sequences. But now, it has the most. On Vegas Insider, the, the odds for everything ever aren't that crazy it's minus 195 yeah so it's not like this category is a super yeah lock. top guns plus 175 it's pretty much a two horse race between those two from what i'm seeing on like FanDuel and stuff like that don't so. don't be shocked if this category doesn't line up with best picture um see whiplash winning editing mm. back in that year that and rules. losing best picture so it has happened and, and especially more so in the last decade or so um Oh, yeah, it's sad, sad to see Tar at the bottom of those odds. Yeah. That sucks. Plus 3,400. Um, the shots are long. There's literally yeah. no editing. <laughs> That's lit I remember, do you guys remember in 1917, people were shitting on there, like, where's the editing? It's all one cut. And it's like, guys, I have news for you. It actually isn't all one cut. <laughs> and that's what makes it good editing. <laughs> all right, next is costume design. I got Elvis for this one, too. This one has really close odds. Um, I'm actually going to go with All Quiet on the Western Front here. For costume? Interesting. Oh, wait. I'm it's sorry. I'm looking at the wrong thing. <laughs> no, your uh, light's locked in. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, was looking at, I was looking at the next category on here. Um, no, I am going with Elvis for that. Um, I pre-locked in that one. I was this would be a good one to zag on, on and take Black Panther. But yeah. I, I think I'm going to take Elvis. Well, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't think that the Academy is woke. I mean, Babylon could take this. This mm. one, this one could go a couple of different ways. I could see Black Panther just because that costume designer is the same one from the first Black Panther, which, which won win. that year, yeah. and she's apparently like kind of a a very beloved costume designer in the industry. Um, I just think that Elvis, Elvis has to win something. It has to. It can't like. I don't see it walking away without anything. And and so of of these, you know, kind of uh makeup and and costume ones, it's gotta win at least one, you know? Yeah. By the way, you're talking about Ruth Carter, who's like absolute legend, costume designer. Like pretty much done almost every single Spike Lee movie. Oh, true. Um, like Malcolm X, School Days, all those big ones. Okay, next is cinematography. Is this the one you were saying? Yeah, this quiet? one is all quiet. 
This one's tough, guys. Um, I will this say one. this category sucks. This is a like, crazy category. I don't know what happened here. There was so much Bardo. good filmmaking here this year. Bardo, which is a movie that yeah. looks like shit. It looks like it was filmed on no shouts. Uh, friend of the pod, Harry's drone. Um, like in I wish just it was floating around. That good. It looks it looks awful. Um. Um, I think Empire of Light. Uh, I still a movie it's just that Deacons. I haven't it's seen. It's just Roger Deacons. But like, it looks like he was like sleepwalking yeah. through filming that movie. Um, there's been a mistake. Bardo, you guys won Best Picture. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going with Bardo. <laughs> Give it to Bardo. No, fucking do it. Uh, I I really want to kind of go out on a limb for at least one category. Go for Tar. I think I'm going to go Tar. Dude, I would love if Tar like, won think cinematography. About, think about when like Mank won this Oscar that year. Did Mank win cinematography? Yeah, Mank won cinematography. Like there, there's got to be... The, the Oscars I always one best movie played at one point two five. No, one best year. mank. It was oh, best mank. one best mank. Yeah. That's how it was. Um, there's all the Oscars always throw in something interesting like this. Like you can't, as much as there's all these precursors awards and shit. There's always at least one category that kind of surprises you. And I really want Tar to win something. Mm, yeah, I, I mean, this might be its best chance because I don't know if it's gonna win anything else. Yeah, I'm going Tar. What about you, Drew? I'll go on the Western front. Okay. Yeah, that's the safe pick. You're, I, I mean, Ernie, if you're feeling confident with Tar, you should throw some money on this because I have a uh, plus uh, 2,300, 23 <laughs> oh to one odds. God. Not the lowest odds. Bardo is the lowest odds, which it's almost <laughs> like, why did this, why did we invite him to the party? Like mm, if he wasn't going to come that, I could, I could lose a lot of money if I Listen, wanted Listen, <laughs> Ernie, I have some friends in states where it's legal. Just go ahead and just let me know. We'll connect. All right. Next is best original song. My dear, my love. We just saw this the other night, Drew. RRR. I love this movie, guys. I can't wait to see this song performed on Sunday. Oh, yes. that's going to rule. I, well, you know, I really can't wait to see This Is a Life. Or no, uh, I can't wait to see David Applause Byrne. by Tell It Like a Woman. Could, could okay, here's a question. Could we have a situation where it's a huge everything everywhere sweep? Yes. And it just wins everything, yeah, including absolutely. this, this uh, award? Yes, I think it's doubtful, but... Um, like I, I would not bet on that at all. It'll be great to see David Byrne there. Happy, happy. I'll be there with our boys. Oh, this, Lux. Yeah. Um, I think if anything is pulling an upset, it's going to be Rihanna. <sighs> see, so a lot of people are saying Rihanna. I actually think it would be hold my hand because Lady Gaga at the Academy Awards people love. Remember, remember a couple years ago, her and our boy Bradley just like Ooh. eye fucking each other oh, on stage. Baby. Can we bring Bradley? I know he's not in a movie this year. Can we, can we bring him up on stage? Another Oscar? <laughs> yeah, can we? That uh, that song sucks. I'm gonna say it. What? Oh, You're hold like my the hand. Biggest. Oh, I thought you meant uh, a star. Oh no, hold my hand does suck. I think that's the worst thing about like they it just sucks and it has nothing to do with that movie. They missed. They just really missed on the songs that the music of Top Gun is so iconic. And if there's one knock against Maverick over the original, it's just like they. Why? Why isn't the whiffed. One Republic song nominated? 
I ain't worried about it right now. God, I should we should we kill one republic? I know. They were, should we it, should we execute? Them? I could. I had to put it on mute just to get hard to that fucking <laughs> scene, the football scene. It's fucking ridiculous. I I don't get them. What's their deal? Like, what's their what's their thing? Why are they like the fifth biggest rock well, band in the world? They're not going to give all their secrets away. Oh. <laughs> Bazinga. Uh, fucking kill myself. Um, That's too late for me to apologize for that one. <laughs> Tell me what you want from me. All right. Um, are we all doing RR? Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah we're, brother. I'm wishing this. Let's go. This is going to be one of the best moments of the night is when they perform Natu Natu up on stage. And I know they're going to go up and they're going to get like Kate Blanchett to dance around at this point. They'll like pull Meryl Streep just like get her out here even though she's not in a movie this year they're gonna get people dancing along to it it's gonna I, be great and it's gonna go on to win nothing yeah. else for the rest of the night i am It'll going to moment. regret a lot of life decisions when i see jimmy kimmel trying to do the not to not to dance that's gonna be a low moment for me and you know the things that i hold dear in my in my heart yeah. um steven spielberg though if they get him up Man, there I, without cracking a hip you know Spielberg would be down. Spielberg was a big fan of RRR. Yeah. There's that one interview between him and uh, SS uh, Rajamouli yeah. where they're just like, we both respect each other's game. Yeah, and it's like, you. oh my God, this is beautiful watching yeah. this. Um, the next one is uh, Score. like, this is going to be like my thing of, I know that this is like a below the line category, but this has to go to Babylon. Yeah, and if this I'm going doesn't, Babylon. I'm going to be so upset. It's going to ruin my entire night if they're like, Oh, this actually goes to like fucking all choir on the Western Front for incorporating guns. Pop, pop. Actually, the all quiet on the Western Front score is actually pretty good, but I didn't mean to. I have, a, I have a message to the makers of All Quiet on the Western Front. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna watch. <laughs> Here's it. the thing, Drew. It's pretty good. I'm not. I don't care. It was. I, it was solid. I didn't it, ask. It was a solid. I didn't movie. fucking ask. I'm it's, not gonna watch it. It's not as good as the original uh, from the Fuck 1930s. You. Um, and it's Fuck you. It's fine. Uh, the thing is, it, it's definitely a movie that would have played better with the dads if it played in theaters. But I don't think the dads know how to like log onto their Netflix account right. and pull it up. And then they like watching it on their phones. and They're like, I can't hear it. Wait, they, they aren't speaking English. Oh, what do I do with this? Da yeah, that will dads like will get on Netflix for a purpose. But then the tiles will entrance them in the right. watching like Red Notice again. Or yeah. something. <laughs> I can't exactly. stop. I can't tell you how many times my dad has called me in like a cold sweat panic because he's like, I Red Notice just start playing again. I'm trapped here. The Rock and Brian Reynolds are haunting my <laughs> dreams. Okay, so all Babylon all the time. It's mm. a that's a fucking amazing score. It's Shout out good. to Sun Lux though. I know for it's everything a, everywhere. Again, I mean, if there's gonna be if like just an everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, was there performance? Did, did you guys have a particular score from last year that stuck out to you as like very bad? Oof. Oh, I, actually, I have one from this year that uh, stuck out to me as genuinely surprisingly awful, and it was Mark Mothersbaugh in Cocaine Bear. Oh, wow. oh, 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 you're talking about this year that well, 2023. Well, I said, I said, I asked last year, but my, I really just wanted to talk about Mark Mothersbaugh is a super solid score guy. He's like, you know, he's like a discount. Uh, fucking the other guy from Oingo Boingo. Um, <laughs> what? 
the other guy from Danny Elfman? The other guy from Oingo Boingo? The, the guy who's not Danny Elfman. <laughs> well, guess what? Just, Oingo Boingo is not as good as Devo. So Mark will always have that over Danny Elfman's bitch ass. I'm sorry. Um, this The score is atrocious in Cocaine Bear. It is so all over the place, genre to genre. Moment to moment, he's scoring it like it's an episode of like fucking Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> it sucks. I remember uh, whenever this is like going back in the dome, but as far as like Oscar movies with like a particularly awful score, I knew that I talked about it at the time, but Hillbilly Elegy's score was like comical. It had like a Driving Miss Daisy score to this like trash family. That It was so, everything about that movie was abominable, but but yeah, I'm trying to think if there was one that was really bad from last year. The whale score was like deeply melodramatic, but I think that's just because the movie didn't work. So therefore, like, you know, it's one of those things where it's you're already stuck in a bad movie and then you're like hyper observant yeah. of everything yeah. in it. It wasn't going to be just like tuba. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Boom, I can't. Boom, I can't really boom, pick one boom. out. Every time you talk, every time he walks around. Maybe, maybe don't worry, darling. It's because like nothing really clicked in that movie too much. That actually, that's a good call. That score is not very good. Um, um, it's it's underrated score. Uh, Lauren Balf score in Ambulance. Honestly, yeah, it's a good score. It's a good one. No, um, no nominations for Ambulance, dude. I mean, what, what are we, do, what what are we doing? doing? How did Batman not get uh, original? Yeah, score? I was that about to have say gotten, that should have gotten. I was about down. to say pour one out. Also, uh, Glass Onion. There might be some weird rules. With that, if he if they reused, um, I don't know. I don't think so because I fucking Lord of the Rings won best original just, score yeah. three years. Also, doesn't John Williams get nominated for like every Star Wars and movie, and it's always the same? It's always the same thing. So yeah. I don't I don't know if that fucking I don't know hack. if it matters if it's the same if it's like your song. Like if you they have the weird rules where like if you incorporate an original or like incorporate a song, a pop song into mm -hmm. your score that doesn't get counted. Like uh, whenever I remember the, I got five on it incorporated into the us score didn't count towards the best original oh. score. Like, dun, 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 dun. That sucks. There, Even though that's is like one of the most yeah. iconic, like there should be best interpolation, uh, which that would win. Right, right, right. And then there should be just like best use of an old song. Right, right, right. So that like, um, so that fucking, I, I just had one in my head. Elvis, Doja Cat. I that was the big one. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think Drew, you are moving towards my pitch, which is let's make the Oscars twelve hours long. Let's make it a full more, day fair. Yeah. Let's make it like the fucking Super Bowl. Mm. I uh, want more awards. Also, pour one out for um Black Panther. Not that it needs it, but Ludwig just going I actually, hard on that score. It's definitely like the most off. score. Um, I hard don't like that score very much and I feel like I'm in the minority uh, for that. Um, I actually thought that that was just like overproduced. Hunter, Hunter is not invited to the Scandinavian cookout. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> don't let come. All right, next is documentary. Um, this has been kind of an all over the place category. It's if you've looked at the odds, like day to day, week to week, they yeah. jump back and forth. It, it really looked like uh fire <laughs> of love was the, the leader at the beginning. And then all the beauty and the bloodshed started to become the leader. And now it looks like Navalny mm -hmm. is the pick. So this could go a bunch of different ways. Um, I've seen Fire of Love. That's the only one that I've seen. I love that movie. Oh, you haven't seen all the... You should see All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. I know. That was honestly like my number 11 of the year last year. That movie is fucking unbelievable. I think I'm going to go with Navalny, though. Um, 
just because it's been winning the most precursors and it's like topical to the Russian Ukrainian <sighs> conflict. Yeah, that's why I'm also going to pick Navalny for that same reason, because a lot of times with with documentary and with shorts, a lot of times it just goes to like what's topical. There was that um, that best live action short a year or two ago that was honestly like I thought it was just atrocious the politics of it but it was the one where it was like um groundhog day except a black guy a black kid keeps getting killed by a cop every day oh my god it was dude Jesus it was like Christ. almost it was so bad it was just like and at the end of the movie it's just like i'm just gonna keep grinding and keep doing Isn't that the thing. van lathan movie yeah it's a van lathan produced movie i thought that it was atrocious like i thought that like i was i i could not stand it whatsoever but again i, I love i gotta say though, it's I, freaking I, topical so. I, lo I love the rewatchables episode about that <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, brother. Okay. The next category is um animated feature, which I think this might be the biggest lock on uh man. Is Marcel is going to show up at the Marcel is gonna do the Natu Natu dance, and we're just gonna sit there and not give it to him in his little shell. Guillermo um, Guillermo La Torres Pinocchio has minus two thousand. Um <laughs> I mean minus sounds bad to me. I'm gonna go with the sea beast. Thank you very much. Okay. Yeah, you do that. I'm just I already checked it, so you can't you can't make me hold hold to that. I already I checked tried, I already checked Pinocchio. I tried to watch the sea beast and to be honest, I stopped watching it because um not guy and I are in our household, not big pirate fans. Not big pirates. <laughs> not big fans of pirates. What you got against pirates? Um, well, the scurvy for one. Also, Eat a I, fucking orange. I do feel like there is um, sort of. This it, is mostly one of Gaia's bits that she hates pirates. I, but then I well, just put it on, and it's very pirate heavy in the first half. I think there's sort of an adversarial relationship between pirates and clowns. Mm -hmm. it, I don't know why, but it's like the Freddy versus Jason of the the collectible world. Actually, saying there is um there is actually a bigger lock than this, which is the next category, um, international feature. I did want to say, uh, pour one out also for uh, Hello Papa, Ciao Papa, Ciao, Papa. for not being nominated Hello, for best Papa. original song, a song that actually of all these songs, like I actually do like sing that. I hum that around my house. Pouring out to that, but best international feature. Um, so where oh. are we going with? Are we going with Argentina, nineteen eighty-five here, or what? Yeah, the one that won the Golden Globe. It did win a Golden Globe. Don't uh, forget it. No, this this has minus three thousand five hundred. That and that all quiet for, for on the, the layman front. For the layman listener, that would mean that if you wanted to win a hundred dollars betting on this movie, you would have to bet three thousand and five hundred dollars. <laughs> that that's how it works. That's that. That I, is as locked as it gets. Yeah, it means that they don't want to give you money for betting on that. Yeah, they're, they're like, like just they don't know even. It's going to win. Yeah. Um, can I borrow uh, $3,500 from you guys? I'll split you guys out each. You'll give us um, 50 bucks each. I'll give you guys $20, $33 each. Um, oh, yeah, you, could, you do have to take your yeah, yeah, I'm, gonna take, I'm not just going to make a bet for you guys. <laughs> I just take your money and then it loses. I'm like, sorry, guys. I don't no, know. What he's he's going to do a prop uh, bet on the donkey from EO I was storming say, the stage EO, and slapping someone. Do we think EO could make an appeal? On the red carpet, can we have EO strut? her stuff onto the stage with Marcel just writing on Eo's oh, back. Please. It'd be great. Please. So next up uh is Best Supporting Actress, which does give us a no no no, 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 no it's no, adapted no. screenplay. We got the two one quick thing. Man. 
how the fuck is the decision to leave not an international feature? Yeah, like, what this happened? is a crime against humanity. South Korea decision to leave is not here. That this is like truly one of the best movies of the year. It's not even an international feature. Yeah, okay, that's it. Decision to leave it out. Mm. All right, now we got the the two screenplay categories. So first is adapted, which has been a uh, a category in which Top Gun was looking like it could squeeze uh-huh. through just because it got it won the a surprise. Yeah, it, it got a surprise nomination. No one thought Top Gun was going to get nominated in this category. I it was think like, whoa. It, I I don't want to predict something like this, but I think that if Women Talking doesn't win, there are going to be riots in the streets of America. Yeah, they need to talk. Let them talk. People, the people just want. They mostly want me to win, right? Our, yeah. our little <laughs> yeah, that's the main thing. Um, I, I think I think I'm gonna go women talking. <sighs> Part of me feels like this is gonna be all quiet on the Western Front. In, yeah, that's I, the other one. Yeah, I'm gonna go with women talking because I think that. They have to win something. Like well, it's gonna be really bad. Uh, yeah, it's not fucking winning best picture. I would say that's running in tenth out of ten places for best picture. So I feel like this is the only chance for women talking to win anything, and it's just not a great look um, for a lot of the nominees uh, already having like diversity problems and stuff like that. Whenever you're looking at the directors and lack of diversity in the actual acting pool itself. Um, a women talking has to win this. This has to be like a, a makeup Oscar within the ceremony. All right. Next is original screenplay. Um, I've seen a lot of, a lot of people posting out there about this one. A lot of pundits, a lot of people that think they, they think they're smart, you know, <laughs> are people trying to get smart? Uh, trying to talk about how the Irish are important. Right. Exactly. A lot, a lot of pro Irish talk out there with this category. I think this is unquestionably everything everywhere, which is, you know, I understand why they're saying the things that they're saying. Cause a lot of times this category goes to a movie like everything everywhere. And then which best it's, picture it's the only thing the, that it yeah. gets, yeah. you know, you it's mean, like the you special mean, award. Uh, do you mean Banshees? No, 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 no. Like normally, oh, I got you. Normally, like a, this like is like the when, cool award. Like this is actually the best winner of the year, and then we're gonna get best picture, like the classic Oscar. Like movie. when Jordan Peele won for Get Out. Yeah, this is one that I would uh, give to Tar in one second of thought. Yes, without a doubt, this is the best screenplay. Of the year. Yeah, I mean, there's a shot. It's, there's a shot. I know, but there's really not. You know, and Dude. it's it's so funny. Like it's and it's also Fablemans. Like I feel like mm-hmm. the gap should be so closed. No, I I think this this category is not fully locked. This could go a couple of different ways. If but Tar won, though, I would like yelp during their party. If if we got a Tar win, that would be that would be like the coolest thing to happen. Todd Field is not in an orchestra or a composer <laughs> or anything. He just like learned about it. It's an incredible screenplay. Yeah, it's like it's it just, so good. just it's, it's like an old school screenplay. like yeah, I'm going to learn about a thing and then write about it. And it's so it's so well done. I'm going to go with Banshees. Okay. Yeah, see that's that's the post and I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. People out that's there the, writing. Do you remember how hard McDonough. they sucked off three billboards? The right. Oscars. Like, that is it, It's true. a great yeah. screenplay, too. I think uh, the first half of it's a great screenplay. I mean, it's, it's way better than three billboards. That is true. Okay. Um. Next. Okay, so. Now we're getting into the acting, which honestly have been all over the fucking place. Which ex- is great. Except for one. Which is, no, that is so exciting. That means Every right year, off the bat, we're going to get, well, right out, they'll probably open with Best Supporting Actor, which is like the one lock here. But. Yeah. Every year, 
the acting categories are like so locked in and it's so boring. Everyone's just coasting to the finish line. I am so excited for this year's Oscars because of these four acting categories because it it feels like there's actually some drama and suspense. So this is this is where we need to take a quick break and talk about the BAFTAs uh, during which Angela Bassett did the thing. <laughs> oh, I've I've watched that performance <laughs> so many times. I feel I feel genuinely awful for for her. I know for she, Ariana DeBose. She was trying so fucking hard, uh, and it just flopped. It reminds. It's like the speech that Gene Smart gives to Brad Pitt yeah. in, in, yeah. in Babylon. Ghost, it's like ghosts of cinema. You you couldn't have done anything different. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Your time is done. <laughs> It's but it's everything. It's it's the cuts to the people reacting to her doing oh, man. it. It's her body movement. It's her being fully out of breath immediately. Oh <laughs> man. When she's definitely rehearsed it a lot. Um it's Jamie Lee Curtis who's uh nominated and in the mix here. She Jamie Lee, she was trying to give her a throw her a bone, you know. Right. She, she was trying to be like, Oh, this is great. <laughs> so Jamie Lee's always down to hang. Like Jamie Lee is a vibe, a vibe matcher. I mm-hmm. I hate to say it. Cause like these awards, like they're already, there's already a level of stupidity here, but there's an even bigger level where like that shit matters. That plays into like Oscar voting ended like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Voters saw that. Like that. Yeah. And it, it influenced them one way or another. They don't, they no longer think that Angela Bassett did the thing. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I think, was that... <laughs> Is that Andrea Riseborough who did the thing? Andrea Riseborough did the thing. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She did, though. She, she, she did, did a the- thing. So I think this might be the most wide open race of the night. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if four of the five. Yeah. So the, the nominees uh, Hong are. Hong Chow winning would be genuinely yeah. shocking. But otherwise. That'd be so fun. Angela Hong Bassett. Hong Chow winning for the menu. I mean, the whale. And then, and then Brendan Fraser <laughs> loses. <laughs> That would rule. Oh my I mean, god! Hong Chao is also a, gives a better performance than Brendan Fraser in the movie that's made to give Brendan Fraser an Oscar. So it's Angela Bassett for uh, Black Panther, Hong Chao the Whale, Carrie Condon, Banshees of Inisherin, Jamie Lee Curtis, Everything Everywhere, and Stephanie Sue, Everything Everywhere. The odds, none of these people have odds in the likely range in the negative. Yeah, they're range. all plus money. They're all plus money. So you could win money betting on any of these. Especially when, when when double your money. Right. Yeah. Especially when like Angela Bassett, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Carrie Condon are just kind of all they're right in, there. Yeah, they're all in between in 100 between, and 200. Yeah. That's crazy. When was the last time that happened that, in an acting three category? Three-way race? Maybe two people, but like three-way that it's just I, like. I still, I just, I don't see Carrie Condon winning. Um just like narratively, like what would what would people be trying to say by giving her that? Especially because Banshees as a whole hasn't had as celebrated of an awards run. Yeah, and she's you know she is awesome in that movie, but she is not the avenue to celebrate that movie. She's well, tbh. The thing is that she is somebody who would profit if the movie was actually a best picture front runner because it would be like actually you know who's great is Carrie Condon giving the quiet performance, but you give her the best supporting love whenever you're also giving Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson the love. Like mm-hmm. you don't just give her the best performance out of all three of them. I would be cool. I think that she's fucking incredible in Banshees. 
Banshees. I love her performance. I think that she's one of the things that actually makes the second act of the second, third act of the movie like work better whenever it does get more, it has more emotionality to it. I'm going with Angela Bassett here. Yeah, she hasn't won an Oscar before. I just, I, I think this is her second nomination. It. She's old as hell, despite looking fine as fuck. But she's, should, she's great in the movie. She is the only good thing in the movie. She basically, she thing. basically won the Oscar with the trailer. Yeah. Um, I'm very torn, guys. I think that Jamie Lee Curtis has a really good shot of winning this award. It's, Does I she mean, have one? She doesn't have one. She doesn't have one. Yeah. This is actually her first nomination. Yeah. She's a legend. Like, she... All those Activia commercials, dude. <laughs> I like, know. Hollywood well, so we should loves say, JLC. But we should say... It, it, the Academy is a little bit different in the acting categories whenever they come to like the It's Time Award for men versus women. Yeah. Usually for women and for actresses, for the best actress, best supporting actress, they want to give it to the young up-and-comer. They want to give it to J-Law in like her first big star-making performance. They might want to give it to Carrie Condon as like, oh my God, who's this new face that I haven't seen before? Where you get into like the it's time things, that's usually comes from like the guy side of things where it's like this dude has been nominated four times, five times, you have to give yeah. him an award. Remember Glenn Close, guys. Never forget, Glenn Close was in Still The Wife. Kicking. Um nominated and everybody was like this is the lock of all locks. She's going to win. And then what happened? She still did not win. So here's what I think is going for her is uh her movie is going to win best picture. Yeah. Um it's going to win a lot. The the whites, the voting body who watches that movie and and people at large are calling it a Jamie Lee Curtis movie, which is insane. No, of course, <laughs> yeah. But the, you're, they're She's not like going to barely. Call, they're the not going to call it a Michelle Yeoh movie. They don't know who the fuck that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. They see a bunch of people they don't know, and then her. They're like, "Oh my god, Jamie Lee Curtis is so funny. She's probably the reason yeah. I like this. It's a good. It's a good performance." <laughs> It's just she's barely in the movie. She's, it's a true supporting performance. Right. Is the thing. She doesn't like, really do that much. I guess she does get like the hot dog fingers universe. There is like some see, arc there. It's mostly. To that I, well, here's the thing is that I think that I think that she's great in the movie, but I think the way that she's deployed is better than her performance, if that makes sense, which goes back to the direction, which we're right. going to get to. Like, it's all about like knowing what what dial like what speed yeah. do we want to tune jamie lee curtis to and she's able to match that speed yeah but i think that's more about like how she's utilized in the film i could and totally see her winning though I like know. i think so yeah but no you're 100%. you're right like object like there are a lot of reasons that sh she should not be the winner i just feel like this this would be the most academy move ever would be to give the the one white person in the whole movie the oscar <laughs> yeah. that would be Man. I think I'm gonna go for it. Yeah, I think it. I'm gonna yeah. do it. Yeah, I just think that this is the case of like a, a rising tide lifts all boats, and like in any other case, like this performance wouldn't even be nominated. But the fact that it is, um, and the fact it that it raises some flags of like, yeah, it's like on one hand you have the surge of everything ever, all the awards it's gonna get, and then you also have the fact that like people just like Jamie Lee Curtis and they yeah. just want to give her awards, like regardless of anything, just cause she's cool. 
So it's just so I funny smell that it. She's I smell going it to coming. win and not Stephanie Sue, who might be like the best part of the movie. Oh, like Stephanie yeah. Sue, another star-making performance right here that she's giving, and then she's gonna lose. Hey, to but like her. now she's Academy Award nominee, yeah. Stephanie Sue. Good for her. All right, next we have actor and supporting role. I think this is also one of the biggest locks of the night. If if Ki Kwan loses this, it would be the that biggest would, upset. Well, this ever. would be like at the beginning of the night. And if Ki Kwan loses this, get ready throw, for like throw everything up. Yeah, window. it was just gonna be like, is Elvis going to win Best Picture right. tonight? Like, I don't anything is listen, on the I don't table know. now. As the resident Causeway head of the pod, right? <laughs> hey, man, listen, you were you kept being out here saying like, guys, you got to check out Causeway. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to, so you guys have to check it out. Shout out to um, Irish boys, Brendan Gleeson and Barry Kogan. And um, Jewish boy, Judd Hirsch. Love to see him. It's still kind of rules that Judd Hirsch got uh, honored here, even if Paul Dano kind of got robbed. I could take out Barry Keoghan and put Paul Dano yeah. there, but that's okay. We could all take out Barry Keoghan. He's tiny. <laughs> yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's just a small little guy. <laughs> all right. This next category, actress in a leading role. This has been one of the biggest roller coasters of the season. It's been kind of a coin toss. Well, I think it's, it's actually season. becoming kind of fully flipped the other way. I'm going against the odds here. And what I are, think what that are the odds sitting at? Right it's now? starting to heavily favor Michelle Yeoh. And the thing is that like minus I, 180. I love I wouldn't everything. call that heavily. Well, it's it's definitely coming into this. Like Kate Blanchett was just like, favorite, oh, she's yeah. going to be the Academy Award winner. And I can already see it's doing the thing where people are talking themselves out of the performance of that Kate Blanchett is doing. I'm wishing this into existence. If Tar wins nothing else tonight, Kate Blanchett has to win. Like this is Truly, like, one of the best performances I've ever seen in anything ever. Lydia Tarr is not a real person. I don't think that people realize that. I, I think, think people left and they're right. like, that was a really good biopic. I've and been, email who have, I've been real... emailing then. You've been talking to Lydia Tarr? Yeah. Um, I do follow Lydia Tarr. She has a great Twitter <laughs> Delete um, those fucking emails, Ernest. She's I, keep, been, I keep telling you. Well, did you see Lydia? She's actually looking for a new assistant. Um, yeah. in the New York region, preferably yeah. like a woman like 18 to 24. I've been sending her some references. Um, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> You're scouting for Lydia Tarr. This one is so hard. I, I'm going with my heart and I love Michelle Yeoh. Like Michelle Yeoh is a legend and her winning would be awesome. But like this is going to be the one I feel like of all the Academy Awards that 10, 15 years from now, we're going to look back and be like, how the fuck did Kate Blanchett for Tar not win? It's just, right now I'm talking myself out of that. Like for that reason, it's going to be Michelle Yeoh. It's, it's a coin toss. This is a straight up coin toss. Like it's, you could go either way. I, so Michelle Yeoh won the SAG, which is, I think a huge sign mm -hmm. in terms of like the overlap in the voting body. Um, and again, same rationale as as Jamie Lee Curtis. I just think that the love for this movie is just going to sway in that direction. And I'm going Michelle Yeoh. Let's fucking go. Is there any chance that Anna de Armas could pull this out? <laughs> Daddy? Um, Daddy? Plus 6,500. 60 to 1? Let's go, baby. Hop on those odds. That's insane. It's almost like she shouldn't be there and Blonde shouldn't receive it. Hey, it's not it's not as unlikely as Bill Nye for Best Actor, which is plus 8,000. 
Oh, I'm going yo. Nice. I, I fully agree with you, Hunter. I think Blanchett should win. Uh, I, think, I think I talked myself out of it by giving my whole speech there. <laughs> yo is yo is my second or third favorite lead actress performance of the year. The problem is everything everywhere has three really great acting performances. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is my fourth favorite in that movie, mm-hmm. funnily enough. Uh, and it also on top of that, that movie is an exhibition for editing and directing. And, you know, in score and everything. So it's just, it's hard. It, It's hard. She does stick out in a movie that it's hard to stick out in. But, like, Tar is Tar. Tar's about Tar and she's Tar. And she tar, is Tar. Tar is Tar. I can't believe. I, I'm going to pick Michelle Yeoh. And I'm going to be. That's I, bullshit. You, you already said. No, I, I <laughs> gave the whole speech and I talked Fucking myself out of it. Shit. I talked myself out Fucking of it. Of because shit. it's the most Academy thing for it to happen is for I put a sad face next to Kate Blanchett though on my on my ballot. That, that counts that counts as a, a chad. <laughs> it's a hanging chad <laughs> on my ballot. I the thing is that like I put this out there into the world because I think that what Kate Blanchett and Tar is doing is so unbelievable. But also of course it's not going to be nominated by the Academy Awards. We do this every fucking year where they miss out on like the best performance or the best screenplay of the year. And then we look back and we're like, man, that was dumb, huh? Though they just completely whiffed on that one thing. Like, sure, this person who won is good, but come on. Uh, Michelle Yeoh also has the international voting body going for it, which the SAG so does, does not. So does Kate Blanchett. She's British. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, no, but I think actually... It was really huge for Michelle Yeoh to win the SAG because the SAG is an American voting body. And if anything, Michelle Yeoh is only bringing in more international voters, more people who have seen her international features. Um, Yeah. The the biggest, the biggest thing against everything everywhere in all these categories is the BAFTAs. It didn't win any BAFTAs. I think it won one thing in one editing. Otherwise it was completely shut out. And if there's a lot of overlap in the voting body there, then throw out the BAFTA. I think the BAFTAs you can just throw out okay. every year. Um, any love for Andrew Riseborough here? Just gonna no. to Leslie, a film that definitely exists. I love Mark Maron. I'm happy for him. Cool. Um, okay, actor in a leading role. This is this is going to be a big moment for fans of music, mama, for, for fans of culture. For fans of Bill Nye, <laughs> Bill Nye, the science guy, guy. <laughs> uh, it's time Mama, for the king to arrive. Phoebe, Phoebe, why you got to be so cruel? I did a, I did a That's handshake. I did a handshake uh, bet with my, um, with my brother. Um, he wanted to bet me 20 bucks that Austin Butler wins. He's, he's going against the win. I was like, he's winning, baby. Mama, mama. He's I'm going, I'm going you, Austin Butler. Did you see what was it? Was it at the was at the PGAs where he was helping the women on the stage? Sure. It was at one of the one of these guild award shows. He was like, there was like a bunch of like women who were getting on the stage, and he was sitting at like the front table, and he kept like helping them get up the steps. I was you, like, man, do your thing, Austin. he is playing this game. He knows what he is doing. Pour one out for my guy Colin Farrell. I would have loved to have seen uh, him. I, win this thing. The favorite, I think, has it's flipped all over the place between Colin, eh, Colin Farrell, not as much, but mostly Brendan and Austin Butler. I'm going with, I'm going with Mama. There we and go. I'm actually, I didn't realize this until right now, but I am picking a ballot that would lead to me winning the fantasy film draft. So that's, I'm like, I'm really just putting this yeah. out in the ether that the, I'm going to it, win this. 
the narcissism. <laughs> I know. Look at that. Make you watch 80 for Brady one way or another. I, I don't see the Brendan Fraser thing happening. A lot of people are really leaning into that. I, I'm seeing a lot of posting. It's just like, dude, I, it, I just picked it. Let pick Brendan. Come on. Man. I don't care. What is this? this is fucking I don't have I ever won? No. Shut up. <laughs> Get off your gold derby then. Just just start fucking uh, penciling stuff in. This he has is, he has plus 105. Oh wait, no. Oh wait, no. Austin Butler has plus 105. Yeah, bitch. Brandon Fraser has minus 160. Oh, maybe well, interesting. One of them is cuz I'm on FanDuel right now and FanDuel Brendan Fraser is minus one sixty. Austin Butler see, is plus one five. So see, this be... is why you you this is why you listeners at home. This is why you shop around books to get better <laughs> odds. This is the thing that you do. You got to shop around. Theoretically, Ernie, you could put in a thousand dollars on on Brendan Fraser. I could put a thousand dollars on Austin Butler, and bam, one of them's the going to win. Yeah. And will definitely come out winning yeah. until uh, you, Paul Mescal wins yeah. in an upset. And like, Bill yeah. Nye. It ends with Hunter Venmoing you like six bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, director Daniels. Our boys. Our farting corpse. Our it, erection compass. Our hot dog fingers. I fear that no one will ever realize that Steven Spielberg was go a good director. <laughs> If he doesn't win this is, is there any, any like deep outside chance of Spielberg winning? Oh, this? of course there is. There's always a chance. I just think that the Daniels have this locked in. They won DGA. Yeah. Um, DGA is always yeah. like outside of, um, Oh no, wait, no, because even power of the dog, uh, that one DGA is exactly. Still yeah. No DGAs are usually a good barometer of who's going to win this. Cause the directors have our boys. Our, our epic bacon sauce boys. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what really sucks is like their follow-up to this is going to be disappointing yeah. to like the masses. And the thing is that it might it has a potential to be better. It like probably like will be out. Oh my I'd god, say, I can't but, wait. But it's not like it's not gonna capture you know, everyone the way I really right. want them I want them to make like an animated film. Like I want them to just like direct like I, what if they make the Akira remake? Like let's just do it. Like let's just have them. They're just way full. sillier sillier than Akira. No, but I'm just saying, like, go like they are anime boys. Like, let's just make a fucking anime then. Let's the, go. The Daniels they would have to not, make like the one punch man movie. No. That's the, okay, there we go. Could the, we get them to uh, direct a, a season of JoJo? They JoJo's Bizarre Adventure cannot get sucked into franchise shit. Please. Oh well, that's you, all I'm asking. They're actually making the Kang Dynasty. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. They are. They're going to make Quantum Mania four. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy for them. If yeah. if 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 I, if I could go back in time <laughs> and tell the people us. That we're Sitting watching each other in 2014. Swiss Army Man. Yeah, watching Swiss Army that Man. These like, guys are gonna win Best Picture. Like <laughs> my the, brain like would explode. The, the very next time that they make a movie. Yeah, like that's it. Like within a that's decade so from crazy. now, and their next movie, it's gonna be the Best Picture runaway favorite. You'd be like, they're going to they're going to mop the floor with Steven Spielberg. Like, oh, cool. So they must have like really like changed their like yeah. tune and gone they like full biopic gone, yeah. and like really yeah. like sunned out the edges. And it's like, no, they actually somehow got like more weird and more wild i just i'm just looking at it and it's just like it's still hard for me to believe like yeah. do we live in a simulation 
Like it's fucking crazy. Everything everywhere all at once is just winning best it's picture. So and crazy. Just winning best director. And yeah, the next the last category, best picture. It's everything everywhere. I mean, holy shit. That's yeah. I have it no, down no for pick. I have it down for like seven Oscars. If there is, I just wanna just to see. If there is any crazy upset pick that happens here, do we think that's Banshees or Fablemans? I don't think that's either, but I, if there was to be one. Of those two, I think probably Fablemans, but I'm still over here on Top Gun Island. I, I really think that if <laughs> Dude, anyone, if, if, if anyone's going to take. Ernie, let me tell you, if Top Gun <laughs> wins best picture, I'm going to go like, I'm going to get fucking arrested tonight for just like that night of just screaming and running around your house. I, I feel exuberant. I feel like at this point, if anyone is going to take everything everywhere, it's going to be like Elvis or Top oh, well. Gun, you know, like those more because the thing about the preferential ballot mm-hmm. is it sort of it favors a lot of movies that get put in the middle of the rank. Uh, yeah. Avatar, bitch. Avatar. <laughs> yeah. I for that reason, I could see Elvis. I could really see Banshees being the benefactor of that, where I don't know if a lot of people have Banshees at number one, but I could see a lot of people have Banshees at like three. All, all quiet is currently third. There's yeah. a chance that some people, because the thing is that Academy Award voters do have a little bit of Twitter brain to them where they're like, you know what? Fuck everything everywhere. I'm going to put it at last place just to like kind of fuck with things on their ballot. Even if that wasn't the worst movie that they saw this year, they just right. don't want that to win. There's a chance there could be like a million write-in votes for two Leslie. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Where's the Black Adam hive? Can we get them to come out? I heard that Andrea wait, Riseboro think, is going to win Best Picture. Do you think <laughs> so? Are we going to get the Flash enters the Speed Force, the Speed Force version for Black from Adam. the Black Adam about so. the the hierarchy of power changing forever? Yeah, I want to see it in at least one of the montages. I did I ever tell you this? Uh, and uh, thank you for listening, uh, listeners of the podcast. Did I tell you that uh, on the way back from? my flight back from Chicago, I watched the entirety of Black Adam on somebody watching a phone next to me. <laughs> it was great. It was so good. It was like, it was the way that Black Adam was intended to be watched. And there was uh, a woman, a like woman probably in her 50s was watching Black Adam on her phone in front of her. And then a guy right in front of her was watching the film 21. Nice. You know, the film 21, Kevin Spacey. Probably a and, better uh, movie. Than I, Black Adam, I think definitively considered. a better movie. Jim yeah. Sturgis, what he's doing in Chase that thing. Space, Case Fidlin. Okay. Yeah, well, the set probably Academy was Academy Award winner. I could not believe what I was seeing on screen with Black Adam. I was oh, like, this yeah. is like it's like this is like a sci-fi film. Like this looks awful. Why? <laughs> why does this look so bad? This movie had a budget. Yeah, I just questioned a lot of a lot of things with that one. All right. Well, those are our Oscar picks. I have just learned a lot about how I feel very strongly about all of these picks. Um, <laughs> now that I've made them, we're, well, we're especially excited. whenever it comes to the Elephant Whispers and um, an Irish Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Those are my guys. Mm-hmm. We're excited about um, everything, everywhere, and uh, all the good things that may come during the telecast, including Jimmy Kimmel dancing to not to not to. So yeah, I can't wait for like. What do we want to put the over under at of slap jokes? I'm going to say three and a half. That might be low. Do we think it's going to be probably low? take the over on that? You take the over. I think that by the third one, 
they're going to be like looking like there's going to be more than three written pre-show and there's going to be enough groans that by the third one, like everybody's looking over at the writers and they're like, rewrite the acceptance speech. <laughs> we can't, we can't include this. No slap more slap joke. jokes. No, we can't have the slap joke. I've been to the movies time. recently. Oh yeah. I saw Creed three. Highly recommend. Great movie. Jonathan Majors. A movie Jonathan star. Majors is incredible in it. I will say, I think they maybe crammed in a little bit too many plot points. Like the story's a little bit shaky in terms of like balancing a lot of the characters. Also, Stallone isn't in it. So I just kept asking, where's Rocky? Where's Rocky? Um, but you're there for the fights. The fights are incredible. I was promised anime influence, which uh, didn't quite get to the extent that I was hoping for. You know, big RRR head over here, which is basically an anime movie. It's an animated movie is yeah. what it is. You do, get, you do get a lot of like anime-esque visuals where like they'll throw a punch and it'll like zoom in on the fist hitting the body in slow motion. And I've seen sweat. a couple or like that one shot where it's like the like top, like the, the screen is like split in half, like anime style, of like a Dragon Ball Z fight. That might just thing. be the trailer. I don't oh. think that was in the movie. Was that not actually in the movie? No, no. that's the Topher Grace edit. No. Oh, okay. Uh, Jonathan Majors is absolutely incredible in this movie. I'm so excited for him to be a fucking movie star. Oh. He is so powerful. Goldfish, anyone? <laughs> Standing out goldfish. I'm good. Do you have anything crunchier that I can chew on during the podcast? Um, <laughs> the way he moves his body, the way he holds himself in front of the camera, his facial expressions, like everything he's doing, it's just he should play masterful. Kang, right? Yeah. yeah. No, Kang. Man, I bet he would have a dynasty. Um, I listen as someone who bought stock in Jonathan Majors Island. Five years ago, yeah. after seeing Last Black Man in San Francisco, I am reaping the rewards. I was out here. I stated on this podcast, like, buy stock. This man will be an Oscar winner in the next 10 years, he's, and it's happening. He's phenomenal in this it's movie. Happening. He's so good that I wish that the movie was fully centered on his character. The way that he's – I have seen the clips of him, like, fighting, and the way that he, like, kind of moves his body around Dude, is there's, insane. There's a scene a where look. you think he is going to murder the guy that he's fighting in the ring. It's fucking nuts. That, he is not throwing punches the way you're supposed <laughs> he's to. He's just fully, like, actually <laughs> punching people in the face. Um, that, yeah, that, that makes me happy to hear. I'm glad the movie is good. I'm glad, I'm glad Michael B is a good director. His acting has always been a little mechanical for me. Um, yeah. and you're not seeing that much change in this movie. I think the role of Adonis Creed, like it kind of peaked in the first movie. Well, and yeah. it also like, it requires a lot of like pretty good, like standard acting. And that's what right. he's really good at is like a guy who's just, he's feeling a lot and he's holding it down and he's like working really hard. Yeah. Like it, it, it's when things get more complicated that as an actor, I think he's limited. Um, I think, but that's not where, like, originally, like, I don't know, going back, like, seven years, we all thought, like, he was going to be the next, like, a Chadwick character. We thought that he was somebody who could elevate a role, and I think that he wasn't quite that. I think he's just, he's really good at picking parts. Like, for the most part, he's had a really good hit rate for early on in his career, and it turns out that he's a good actor if given a good script and good direction, yeah. which that's the way that, like, 99% of actors right. are, is that if you put the right script and the right 
direction in front of them, then they can do the thing. And he's good at doing that. And, and he's good at directing. He's a he is he's good. Ha- he's hot. I think like to see a sweaty bod. I think this is not one of those directorial debuts that's just like knock you out of the park. I didn't really get that from this movie, but it's competent and he does things that I I'm not a big Rocky head. I haven't seen all the movies, but I'm confident that like the stuff he's doing in this movie is not things that are pulling from things that we've already seen mm-hmm. in Rocky. Like it feels like he's trying to do something different. You know, they they introduce the daughter in Creed 2, so that's a big element of this movie. Tessa Thompson's in in there. She gets plenty of things to do. Is she um, deaf yet? The kid? No, Tessa. No, but the kid is. Yeah. Fuck, man. Fuck. She is getting more deaf, so that I'm she that might play into a to a fourth. Um but yeah, I mean you know, th- these movies, I felt the same thing about Creed 2 that it's just like, can't you guys just talk it out? <laughs> like, you don't gotta punch each other. You've never, never watched like boxing. You're just like, <laughs> you know, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, they just introduce these conflicts. It's like, it's like you get to a point in the movie where like, if it was any other movie, they would just have like a conversation. But because it's a fucking it's a boxing, boxing movie, movie they're like all right i guess now you have to punch each well, other to and the it's death. also not interesting to say like what most boxing is which is just like i want to win 10 million dollars no i want to win 10 million dollars <laughs> which that's really yeah. why you're punching each other it's not because of like blood feuds right. between uh u.s and russia like the well, old rocky movies are yeah i know creed 2 owes a lot to the the rocky franchise and just continuing like the drago thing Again, this movie doesn't have Creed or Rocky in it, but it advances the, the Creed story and it adds a lot of backstory to the character because uh, the Jonathan Majors character is from his childhood. He's been in prison for like almost two decades and now he's out. And the way they deal with that, the way they handle that, I think is really, really fascinating. Again, I wanted to see that movie. There's a moment where like you see a shift in Majors character and it's like it kind of happens off screen and I, I was just like, man, why isn't he the main character Majors, of this story? Yeah, Majors is a god. Yeah. So he was, he was even, he was a god in like Defy Bloods. Yeah. yeah. And he's like not even in that movie that much. I know. He's I he's also going to be in an Oscar picture or like an magazine, Oscar contender uh, magazine dreams, dreams yeah. this year. Um, also, it's just like a heavyweight, like, like I like the thing where he's yeah. just like, I'm in my bulking phase. I'm going so to all the body I'm going to pick all the, yeah, like he's picking his parts like so, smart. so correctly. He's, he's going to, he's going to do the machinist too once he starts yeah. cutting. Yeah. Just <laughs> full, it's tiny. He's it's just, over for y'all. I really, I hope, well, I'm not even that I hope because I don't want to like wish cast anything upon his career because I think that he actually, taking the turn of being like movie star and doing Creed three and a Marvel movie within a month of each other wasn't necessarily where I thought his career was going to go watching black last black man, San Francisco. I was like, Oh, he has a chance to be like this, like a really like nuanced character actor. And that could be his caveat now seeing it's like, Oh, he can literally do anything. He can do whatever he wants, which maybe that's going to be the thing that will make him the next great movie star is because you never know what he's going to do. I feel, I do. It's great. I feel bad about, the Kang thing. <laughs> it's I mean, but all accounts and nothing has ever been negative said about him. Everybody's like Kang Quantumania sucks. Yeah, but he's John the Majors is great though. He's doing if his you thing. watch um, if you watch him in Quantumania, it's like, okay, like it's just it's from, fine. From what I've heard, I've heard multiple sources say that like it just 
he comes across as someone who's really trying to do a lot with like yeah. n- with not a lot to work with nothing with. and like and that doesn't if you're you know if you don't really know who's to blame when you're watching a movie and you can't really tell why it's bad you right. might you, you might, might zero in on him yeah but watching him in creed 3 it's like it's so different you know it's it's one of those you can pinpoint the fact that like he's a real he's the real deal like he's e- real every, as fuck everything mm-hmm. about him his the how he talks, how he moves, his face, his demeanor, his vibe. It's he's embodying an entirely different person, which is what you want from an actor, you know, that's taking these kinds of parts. So absolutely loved him. The movie's great too. I have a lot of kind of quibbles with it. You know, it doesn't all click together, but it's something worth watching. Um, it's also I, I'm I'm glad that it's good enough that it's like the main narrative, the discourse I've seen around it is A, Majors Rocks, B, uh, Michael B is, is a pretty good director. Yeah. C uh the the Creed One propaganda is started back up. Right. The amount of clips getting shared on Twitter right now of yeah. Creed One, yeah. where it's just like, hey, remember th- when this was the best scene of all time and yeah. it still is? Like, man, that, that movie first, is just phenomenal. That first fight scene where the camera is just floating all around. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, Coogler's a god. <laughs> like, yeah, Coogler Cougs, can just come back, do whatever the, he come wants. Come back to Earth, Coogs. Yeah. The training scene with the the Meek Mill song with, oh, that, with and the popping ATVs. wheelies. Fuck, oh, my God. that's That shit's it, so cool. Dude. One thing that annoyed me, and I know it's like COVID and shit and whatever. I know there's reasons, but the first Creed was shot in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. This one takes place in LA. Definitely not shot in LA. Really? Like, not at all. Uh. (laughs) I don't think. (laughs) Maybe a couple, like, establishing shots, but. What, like Vancouver? Fucking Atlanta, dude. Atlanta as fuck. That's crazy. Um, they could have just said it there. Right. Um, okay. Uh, next thing I want to talk about is scream six. Uh, much like I said, I'm not a big, uh, Rocky head. I'm also not a big scream head. I need to re up on goldfish for this one. All of the screams. No, I watched the first one and I watched the requel from last year. Scream five. Don't don't ever. That's the term. They use use the term in the movie. Well, because Scream is like it's the whole meta, thing with Scream is yeah. that it's referential. Scream and Scream 2 fucking rule. Um, I have I, not seen any of the other Screams. I, I haven't seen Scream 2, but it all got spoiled in this new one because they just reference back all the old movies. Um, this one, not for me. Oh, <laughs> not okay. All bag. right. Not my bag. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's because I'm not a Scream head. You know, maybe if I would have watched all the all the Screams would have gone into this one and loved it. It's set in New York City. And uh, they don't really make as much use of that as I would have liked. There is one great sequence set in the subway, which I thought was cool. Um, but otherwise, I, was, I, I saw that in the trailer. Yeah, it's it's a good scene. Um, otherwise, I was like, eh, not, not really my bag. Uh, I will say I am fully hopping on the Jenna Ortega bandwagon mm. oh jenna ortega's she unbelievable. was she She's was so in good. she was in last year's scream but i guess it didn't register she's also me. an ex she's awesome in x yeah she's awesome in this movie um <laughs> brings a lot of emotion and pathos um you really care about her and her journey in the in the story so i just kind of i i, I kind of just grabbed onto her character just to 
to lead me through. Well, I mean, Ernie, you should say what you really know her from, which is your favorite show of last year, uh, Netflix's Wednesday. Right. Yes. Have you guys wait real quick thing? Did you guys see uh the um that she like hates Wednesday? Yeah, the interview that she did. It was on some podcast. It was it was on Owen Wilson's podcast? No, I, I think it was it the Dax the Dax, the Dax Shepherd. Shepherd. Owen Wilson. No, not Owen. Dax Shepherd, Owen Wilson, same person. Um if Owen Wilson <laughs> had a pod, dude. Remember yeah, you know Dax Shepherd is playing uh uh okay. Um Bob Ross. Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um no, yeah, Jenna Ortega just being like, yeah, uh, no, Wednesday was so bad that I had to rewrite all my <laughs> scenes, which is just so funny because of everybody's just like, Wednesday's so important. Wednesday's, Wednesday's bringing emo back. It and was Jenna Ortega is just like, show. this movie, this show sucks. It's a bad show. She's great in the in the movie. Um, I saw with Adam from the pod, who's a big scream head. He liked it. I just... I, I don't know if I would have liked it if I would have seen the Scream movies, which this seems to be. Did you like the referencing the all requel? Of them? I I watched it at home. You've only seen the last two. I've, I saw the first one, like oh. the OG. The original Scream is like fucking rules. And then the new one from last year. With I haven't seen. I didn't see two, three, and four. Uh, which is how you should experience mm-hmm. media. You know, you skip around. One, five. This is like yeah, you watching the uh, crown. Watching the crown. Exactly. Just yeah, it's around. my favorite thing to do. Um, so I just, you know, I went into this one with kind of an open mind. Like, all right, it's a new cast. It's a new story. But it just was really tied to those old movies, which I guess is what Scream fans want. I don't fucking know. Um, you don't want a love letter to your own franchise. Yeah. It seems like maybe if they do a next movie, depending on how successful this one is, they should probably try to just do something new without like hearkening back to all the old ones. But maybe that's what the big scream, the diehards want. I mean, that's kind of what, well, scream is just, it's funny that there's now we're on like so many scream six and everything because the original Scream, the genius about it is that it's Wes Craven, horror genius, making a movie about how like the horror genre is eating its own tail. Right. And now you have a genre, a, a franchise of films that is about, about the itself. original film yeah. eating its own tail while also referencing back to horror as a whole. It ends up in this like weird, vicious cycle yeah. of not a lot of meat and, on the bone yeah it's just it's really sucking marrow out at this point yeah. i think that's kind of why Wes craven just completely dropped mm. out of it at a certain point it was like i kind of just want to go back and make like new nightmare and make like an earnest yeah horror film makes a uh, knock at the cabin look better wow so, damn so that's that's, that's where tough. i'm at with uh 2023 so can, far can i talk about cocaine bear really quick yeah go for it don't <laughs> don't do it you're thinking you're thinking it oh let, it'll be fun we'll have a fun night and go watch cocaine bear <laughs> don't watch it it sucks we can't reward movies like this um because i think we're about to get a million of movies like this. oh god i think we genuinely are the, like like g- falsely generated camp horror mm-hmm. i think that's going to be the new big thing it sucks this movie sucks dick it it fumbles the easiest bag of all time what really happened that this movie is like extremely lightly based on is an insane story that happened in the eighties, which is true. There was a guy, uh, smuggling a bunch of drugs, uh, over, you know, over the Appalachians, over like Georgia, Tennessee, all that. 
uh, and he needed to drop weight because his plane was going down. So he dropped a bunch of cocaine out of his plane. He then jumped out of his plane uh, and his parachute didn't deploy. So he just landed in some old guy's driveway in like Georgia. That's crazy. That's so cool. That it, you could make a movie about that if you really wanted to, Elizabeth Banks. Uh, <laughs> and that's not what the movie's about. The movie decides, and that's fair enough. You know, you could be like, okay, but uh, what if, uh, because also what really happened is a bear uh, ingested a brick. Yeah, ate cocaine and died. Um, Which is really sad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to watch a movie not- about that. So, uh, notwithstanding, what what this screenwriter decided to do is go, yeah, but what if, like, it was, like, kooky? <laughs> It was freaking epic. The script is so all over the place. It's so stupid. This is a really short movie. Tell me why it is like a big ensemble piece. Mm. The movie Cocaine Bear doesn't have a main <laughs> character. Why? Why not? A lot of people need to get paid. It's so stupid. Well, I mean, the bear is kind of the main character of the story, really, in some ways. But, oh, the bear looks like shit, first of all. <laughs> it, <laughs> it looks, looks bad. It looks so ugly. It really, it really is. Um, tonally, it is fucking all over the place. And really, more importantly than anything, it's not funny. Mm. The movie has That's to be funny. That's so tough. It has yeah. to be funny. I, I, I just have visions ranks. of people going to the theater so amped and then just sitting there, like, silent. <laughs> there there are people in my screening that it did work for. Okay. But it's the type of movie that no, for example, like, you couldn't, I don't, I couldn't imagine, like, being a critic and liking this. Because you're watching it just being like, this is a train wreck. Like, right directorially i mean isn't the only other thing elizabeth banks has done like the charlie's angels reboot i think maybe a pitch perfect sequel yeah a she sequ- did so she like um, she yeah, dem- either two or three so so elizabeth banks unfortunately i like her uh as an actress she has a lot of good connections i think she is demonstrably really bad at directing movies yeah um i think she is friends with phil lord and chris miller yeah, um, she, and I think that she's very game and like great in a room. No, right. well, don't forget she did direct movie forty three as well. Oh, probably one of the shorts in that movie. Um, speaking of, the movie opens with a wet hot reference. I was ready to love okay. it. It opens with this the song uh, Jane 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 with uh, the guy from the Americans dumping a bunch of coke out of a plane. Mm-hmm. I was like, this rules. This rocks. Um, and then we get introduced to some characters and it's like, okay, this isn't super great. And then you get introduced to some more characters and you're like, okay, that's kind of getting bloated here. And then some more, and then some more, and then some more. You meet so many fucking people. Uh, there's one plotline inv- involving Ray Liotta, his son, Alden oh, Aaron. Oh man, R.I.P. Ray Liotta, his final acting performance in Cocaine Bear. I told, I told Tough Ernest beat. this, the, the, the hardest I've laughed in a long time in a theater was when the movie ends and it's just absolute dog shit ending and it says in loving memory of Ray Liotta. <laughs> it's so fucked, Oh no, dude. at the end of Cocaine Bear. It's so fucked. Oh up. man. One of our great it's actors. Tough. So That's funny. tough. His, so his son is Alden Ehrenreich. His son's friend is fucking Ice Cube's son. Oh, nice. They have a whole deal. Um... Leslie or yeah, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. is I think probably the only good performance in the whole movie. Um, consistently good guy. Speaking of Defy Bloods, shit, that guy. Mm. He rocks. Um, he's funny. His lines suck. Uh and then you have what's her name? The the girl from the Americans. Yeah, Carrie Carrie Russell. Ru- Carrie Russell being a mom to like a quirky kid and her and her 
her kid and her friend are fucking off, you know, running into the woods and they have cocaine bear. And then I, I couldn't, I could not list to you the amount of characters in this fucking movie. It just and it is like, it I is am less, looking at it is like pl- 90 minutes long. There's too many people in this. Like remi- Margot Martindale's in here. Brooklyn Prince she's, is in she's here. The, what, she's I, the other performance where I'd be like, well, she is doing all, she's great. But like, holy, well, Oh my God. It's such a, why tough. you never want a bloated 95 minute long film. Yeah, no, that's, tough. that's and it a just, tough beat. It's, it looks like shit. It's poorly directed. The action is, is poorly directed and more important. There's, there's one well-directed action scene. I'll say, but more importantly than that, the comedy is the directing takes away from jokes. It ruins mm. jokes. Sometimes that's just bad. Tough. That's piss Can't poor directing. That. It's upsetting. Um, there there there's like the classic vestigial appendage of like a poorly directed movie which is a a flashback to something that happened like plot wise happened right before the scene that you're watching <laughs> so it's like why are you making it a flashback you could have just showed that and then showed the next thing like an rrr um yeah. the same thing <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. it is yeah that's a flaw in rr yeah. is like there's like a weird flashback to something that just happened for like a split second because yeah. because you can show something faster if it's yeah. a flashback um but that yeah that happens in this movie and it's like in the same location even as where they're at <laughs> now oh, no oh no and it's them just seeing a dead body like 30 seconds ago <laughs> it is so bad man it it really upset me they're they're you know, if you're judging every joke individually, there are jokes that work, obviously. Alden Ehrenreich is trying. Uh, I, I relatively, I enjoyed his efforts, but like, really not funny, man. I, I are hope, you here for the Alden Ehrenreich reclamation yeah, project? Yeah, I hope he gets more work. I, I, well, Solo I, is not his fault. I He was, I, I enjoyed his role in this because he's playing like a, just like mega down on his luck, like fucked up like sickly looking man um and i thought that was on cocaine i thought it was fun that he would do that i mean between this he was in a movie uh uh movie called fair play that was like an award circuit movie this year that was really good and he's in oppenheimer this year so oh baby needed he needed a few years to like sit in the tank sit back a little bit after Mm -hmm. solo it was like, hey, buddy, maybe you aren't Harrison Ford. I'm sorry. This isn't your I fault. I know. He, that's, that's not his fault. He got fucked by being cast in that. Yeah. The, it was a no win situation. The, the final and maybe biggest flaw of this movie is that it it trusts uh, these two kids to really deliver some lines uh, in a movie that's just full of actors. You, you could just make it about the actors. Right. They're, they're really, as particularly this little boy who just sucks. They're, they're giving him lines. <laughs> they're like, they're like monologue. Go. Relying on this poor trash. Kid. Um, listen, I'm happy that Brooklyn Prince from, uh, uh, floor yeah. project, floor project yeah. was in there. I know that. Yeah. It's really cool. And she's not bad at all, but, uh, for some reason, this little boy, they're just like, God, this kid is so fucking funny. Let's just, just let's leave it running on him. It's digital. We don't have to, you know, it, it's don't cut anything. Don't yeah. Cut it. I'm sure they all had a, a blast shooting it. And I, uh, I hope that I'm dead by next year. All right, man. That's, that's tough. That's a tough beat for cocaine bear. <laughs> we could wrap it up there. Thank it's you all for listening. It's making money. Please rate, review, money. subscribe, like, and comment. Let us know your thoughts on our predictions to the 95th Academy Awards. Stay tuned for more Robin Williams, Insomnia, and a uh, little, uh, little bit more new movies. John Wick, Chapter 4, mm-hmm. Shazam 2, Mario. Should we? 
Should we see Shazam 2? I'm going to the press screening. I'll let you guys know how I bad guess it I'll is. go. Jesus Christ. It's next. Uh, yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye.